morning, good evening. This is Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio. And like always, we're going to start off in decency and in order. And we're going to be coming out of Romans 14 and 19. It says, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. We are peacemakers as Christians. We shouldn't be the most pettiest. We shouldn't be the the person that's always ready for some drama. We should be the first one to go to peace, to forgive, to help somebody, to be able to build somebody up, not tear somebody down. The scripture said it, that we should be the first ones to lead to peace. So if we're leading to peace, think about how great we could be as one body in Christ. Amen. Therefore, I thank you, Lord, for bringing us here, Lord. God, continue to bless us, continue to be with us this, this day, Lord. Thank you for bringing us through the week, bringing us to where we are right now, teaching us every lesson that we had to learn, opening the doors, closing the doors, helping us be able to make it through when we didn't know how we was going to make it, being with us in the midnight hour when we felt like we were by ourselves. God, we just thank you and we glorify you. We thank you for everything that you've given us. We thank you for all the things that even that we still haven't attained, God, but we thank you because with you, we can do all things through Christ. God, we just love you. We glorify you. We ask you to come in and touch us from the top of our head to the sole of our feet, Lord, so that we could be walking in the righteous way, God, so that we could be able to do your will and not our own, God. Let us be able to be that living sacrifice daily to you, God. We God, we love you. We glorify you. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. And this is Pastor Jay. And like always, I have something to say. And what I have to say is this. You can follow me at Anointed Jaylon on Instagram, Twitter. And you can follow me on um, Facebook at Jay Calhoun. Jalon Calhoun, either one of them, you're going to find me. So um, another thing I want to say is make sure you go download my single, my single, Jesus, you make me happy. Yes, that song is going to make you happy because it's going to remind you how Jesus made you happy. And you saw how I did that with the one thing and the two. Yes, that is the song you need to go download. And I got to definitely shout out to my two co-host that is not here today but you know they are doing god's work and you know give caesar with caesar give god with god so if you got a job be obedient to it so shout outs to the love child dr marvinetta clay who has her song worship forever she out there teaching bible study y'all so make sure you go download her single and make sure that you go check out my boy Chris Johnston. He be he everywhere. All right, he be singing. He be squalling. He be like, I'm Jason. <laughs> if he was here, he'd be mad. So make sure you go check out Chris Johnston on Sing Chris J on all social media uh, platforms. Chasing after you, it's a single. Make sure you go get it. And um, yeah, make sure that you keep up on Anointed Radio. Just in period, because you know we are. Las Vegas, number one gospel station. And we out here repping, showing the world that Las Vegas has talent. Hello, somebody. Like like the late 
M.T. Thompson would say, uh, like, you have to realize that we are doing great strides to be able to show the whole nation and even the world about Las Vegas talent and what that a lot of people, it's not just Sin City here, that we have some saints here. Hello, somebody. That we could show that we are more than just that four miles a strip. There is some anointed people, anointed churches, anointed pastors and preachers and evangelists and, and, and praise dancers and everything here. And we are the going to be that new Mecca to bring gospel. Hello, somebody. So with that being said, I want everybody to know. And um, if you're in District 3. You don't know if you're in District 3. Okay, that's Enterprise, South Paradise, Henderson, Boulder City, Laughlin, you know, Southern Highlands, Roads Ranch, you know, some parts of Summerlin. I am running for you. Mm. I am running for Congress for District 3. Awesome. Make sure you go vote because it's not many of us taking a step out outside the church to go into the political world. Hello, somebody. So with that being said, make sure you go out there and support. You can be able to find all my fundraising um, links on our, my social media platforms at Anointed Jalon or um, Anointed Jalon on Instagram or Twitter. Or you can find me on Facebook and I'll have all the stuff on there. But make sure you stay in the house, y'all. We got so much stuff coming up. Stellar is coming up. Um, make sure... That you stay tuned because if you didn't know, I gotta say I got a little. Sh before I let her do her little shout out, I gotta build her up right quick. We got Miss Shantae in the in the building, my head of marketing. And with that being said, I wanted to just congratulate her. Those Baxter shouted her song out and put her on the top ten. Yes. Hey. You know how many people those Baxters listen to, and they pick somebody from Vegas. So guess what? I'm gonna show y'all right now. See, Anointed Radio ain't all about self-serving. We about helping each other. Yes. If we build each other, think about how great of a platform we can make here in Las Vegas to be able to help more people yes. get their voice out there. Not, you know, it's cool having the same old, same old in Las Vegas. But wouldn't it be great if we could go outside the walls? Come on, right? Go outside the state. Be able to show that you you do great things other places too, right? right, right. So, telling you, let's change the mentality, Las Vegas, and let's be able to come help each other. If you build somebody, they're going to pull you up. Y'all missed that. Y'all catch that when y'all get home. All right, amen. He's a preacher. He's a preacher. <laughs> so, go ahead and, uh, yeah, that was Pastor Jay. That's my spiel. <laughs> go ahead, Shante. Hey, everybody. Um, it's great to be here on tonight. Um, and I thank God for working on my behalf uh, and dropping my name in somebody's ear while I was sleeping. God was moving on my behalf. And it was just amazing to wake up to that and uh, see that um, on today. Um, I appreciate the Baxters for um, taking the time to select my song. Um, and I thank God that um, with me creating that song, that it is still giving life um, to people and blessing people around the nation. So... Um, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. Amen. Uh oh, we got we got parrots up in here. We got parrots up in the studio. And guess what? We definitely got another person in the studio, and we have Apostle Q, Alan King, y'all. Yes. Woo! <laughs> I'm excited. This is crazy. It's good energy here. What up, Saints? What's up, believers? What up, everybody out there? How we doing? Amen. And so, one thing I want to say 
is this church announcement time. And it's weird because I'm going to have to do it by myself. But we got announcements and we can't go without doing announcements. Amen. So we going to go ahead and start announcing, do announcements, church announcements. And I'd like to introduce some of y'all to Reverend Fred Jackson. Hello, everybody. This is Reverend Fred Jackson. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. And these are your church announcements. But as a few housekeeping rules, I want to let you know that when you go and let your baby be in Sunday school, haha, you gotta make sure that they come in with shoes. We, we can't keep affording to clothe your babies because they don't got shoes or jackets. You know it's cold out there. That you, you tithing a dollar ain't gonna help put no shoes on your baby from the church. And I just wanted to let you know that you gotta do better because you know you know better. And in the absence of evangelists and, and deacon, these are your church announcements here in Las Vegas. We got the Youth for Christ at Just Faith Ministries, Fe February 16th from 3 to 5. So make sure you're there at 2.30, amen. They're going to be a great host, Pastor Jamie Pollard. It's going to be a great speaker for Minister Jimmy Banks. It's going to be a merry time. Hallelujah. And then we have on the 21st at Christian Christ the King Christian Fellowship, where that big-headed boy, Pastor Jay, over there, youth pastoring over. He's going to have a youth revival where he's going to have the, the Prince of Peace, God's poet and Sean Flacco, that boy Chris Johnson who be squalling all the time and shouting. We're gonna have a whole lot of other people there and it's gonna be hosted by Ronnie Thomas. Amen. And then, hello. Did I get cut off? See, you're gonna get voted out, Cletus. Amen. Then we have Mr. David Blakely's event for his 60th birthday, March 7th at 6 p.m. Please go to the Eventbrite and check out Mr. David Blakely, the maestro's 60th birthday celebration. Come on, doctor. He's gonna have J.J. Harrison, Nikita Fox, and Joshua Copeland, and many more. So make sure if you wanna get into the house, if, if you got your baby with you and she takes a seat, you're going to have to buy a ticket for her, too. Yes, and it's $25 to be able to come into the house because it costs to be able to put things together. Uh, yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. And if you want VIP because you feel so special, mm -hmm. it's $45 on the event, right? Get a meet and greet. We're all the stars, including the maestro on his 60th birthday. Yes, sir. 
and it's and it's all gonna happen at the reception and it's gonna be at New Jerusalem Worship Center, 1818 Martin Luther King Boulevard, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89106. For more information, call 702-409-0646 and you get your information. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. So I, I, we're sponsored by the Raiders. And sponsored by GamerCloud.com. Get your 24-hour gaming information on GamerCloud and also Smith's where they have my good treats that I go get in the midnight hour. Amen. Hallelujah. Please govern yourselves accordingly. Amen. So that's church announcements. We're going to go ahead and go into the mix. And what we're going to start off with, I want to start off... I was like, well, I'm going to start off today. So I think I'm going to start off with, don't be rushing me. I know y'all, I hear y'all out there. Y'all rushing me. Well, I'm going to start with. So what I'm going to start off is with this, because I keep seeing this meme. So we're going to go old school, y'all. Going back to the 90s. We're going to go back, way back, back in the time. And we're going to listen to Jesus is real. Uh, no, duh. <laughs>
Love all my enemies And it makes me 
when Jesus is my portion, a constant friend is he, his eye is on the Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Mr. Niji Star. Hey, let's get this work. Come on. I was lost in this world. Yes. I didn't know where to go. So Come on. Broken and fragile. I couldn't take it no more. Ready to take my life. Ready to call it quits. But I couldn't give up the fight. Cause God said this ain't it. Walking in my destiny. Uh. Put my faith in GOD. Now watch it pour out of me. <laughs> Put my faith in GOD. Now I'm walking in my destiny. Put my faith in GOD. Now watch it pour out of me. It's time to pour. It's time to pour. Drama wouldn't turn me loose. Popping pills couldn't pay my bills. Living life like wealthies. I like this part. Mama told me God loves you, and I ain't letting you go. Gotta keep them, that's for sure. Go let the whole world know. Put my faith in GOD, and I'm walking in my destiny. Put my faith in GOD, now watch it pour out of me. Put my faith in GOD, now I'm walking in my destiny. Put my faith in GOD, now I watch it pour out of me. It's time to pour.
make me happy and if you didn't hear that one one good joint that we was listening to and i'm gonna let you know that was apostle q over there rapping y'all he was like yeah no, i was just doing the puff daddy in the background he was like so. ah take that take that, that that's take it that, so i can get that. publishing points exactly you know it's, it's a music business remember this is business person you know what I'm saying? hey hey that's you know true very true people forget that part yes amen so one thing I want to start is with a Pastor Jay famous icebreaker question. Okay. Oh, you ready? Lord. I know. I'm not. I, I feel like this is going somewhere. You Remember, ready? you running for office. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Plug. You see, I plugged it real quick. Ah, right. My man, Jay. Hey. And he running with the R on his name. Respect. Right. You know what I'm saying? Respect that. Sorry. Point blank, period. All right. So, icebreaker question is this. Yes. If you had unlimited money. Yes. And you didn't have to worry about any type of thing to get started. What kind of business would you start 
with unlimited funding and every support that you need. Uh, that's easy. I would um, it would actually be two. I would probably create my own bank so that we could get a, a really hold of economics. The scriptures teaches only two gods in this world, either God or mammoth, God or money. And when the saints have it, we can really reroute some things. Or I would pull a Tyler Perry and get into the entertainment and really hit the culture and produce movie films and a plethora of creativity there. So it'd probably be one of those two things. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, see, it wasn't that bad. No, nah, it wasn't. I was, you know what I'm saying, nervous. There. I was he, like, hold he, on. You sweating over there. This was, was bullets. You know what I'm saying? Come on, Jay, don't do me like that, man. <laughs> so, one thing I want. You're always ready, Pastor. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you. Stay uh, ready. Now they're they coming alive over there. They, you know <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, we're going to go ahead and first start off in normal fashion. Go ahead and tell all the listeners and everybody, you know. Where is your hometown, yeah. and where do you reside now? Absolutely. Believe it or not, I was born in on the west side. I was born out here, but I grew up primarily on the east coast with my parents split. So I moved here for what they call the DMV, which is D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. So I actually was living right down the street from the Frederick Douglass House in Washington, D.C., and southeast Washington, D.C., for all my people who know. Shout out to all the go-go heads out there who know, you know, junkyard, backyard, all that. If you ain't from the east coast, you all know about that. Anyway. I'm not. Um, <laughs> So I came here through some vicarious um, circumstances, went through a divorce, et cetera, et cetera. So I just flew out on the East Coast, basically running from God, to be honest with you, running from my call and everything else. And for some real nefarious reasons, I was trying to find some work. Y'all know out there know what I'm talking about, to fly back to the East Coast because I had lost my kids in court. I needed about 20 bands, 20 grand. Mm. And so I said, I'm going to go back in the street and uh, with my crazy sound. God said, absolutely not. And um, from there, it broke me all the way down. Ended up in Vegas, homeless, sleeping under a tree uh, in an abandoned apartment. That's when God really began to deal with me and be like, I'm going to have a plan for you. I got a destiny and a purpose, and things begin to shift from there. Praise God. Absolutely. So what was your first experience with God? My first experience, I was six years old. I was at, it's funny you have this on the fly. I just keep plugging Jay. Jay, God, I All right. <laughs> I was at a Head Start program, and there was a green shed, and we used to play behind the shed all the time. But one day I went back there, and the presence of God when I was six, no lie, met me back there, and I began to just weep and cry. And I ran home and told my father, I said, he's talking to me. I didn't know what was going on, but the Lord called me when I was six years old. And ever since then, he's had his hand on my life. Well, he had his hand before, but it's been evident that the grace and hand of God has been on my life. So that was my first earliest experience. Yeah. Okay. So what was your first ministry you did in the church? First ministry I did in the church, um, I think I was eight or nine, and I sang a song for the Easter program. It was at a Kojic church. I was saying, I'm going to walk, 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 talk, 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 shout, shout, shout. Ah, clap my hands that Jesus Christ come again. Again, you remember it. <laughs> I remember because I started crying in the middle of it, and my and my godbrother had to finish the song. That's why I remember it. I just started boohooing. Like right after that, I just broke down. I had that full conniption. He had to come finish the song. I never forget that. So, out there, one point for starting in choir and music. One point, y'all. I was, that that was that was mine too. But that's when I realized I was Kirk Franklin. I wasn't the singer, I was the talker. See, I got the talking voice. I can't sing, but I, I can talk you through it. See, see that, that's that's a talent. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody can't everybody just be a can, talker. You know what I'm saying? Somebody asked the question. See, it's just natural. You know what I'm saying? 
I can't sing the hook, hey, but I hey, you heard me in the song, right? Y'all. No rapping, I'm just talking. I'm just call me the talker. <laughs> Uh, that's true. And you talked that thing because I thought you was gonna rap. He about to rap. No. He about to rap, y'all. He about no, no, no. He's not about to rap. All right. I'm an R&B voice talker. So is it a war for that to tell us for the talkers? I don't think they got. You know who's a good talker? Don Lawrence. No, he's not a good talker. I did not a good talker. There's some good talkers out there. T.D. Jakes is a good talker, but not for a song though. Not for a song. No. The one he did with Kirk. Nah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is the mission. I, I think I think somebody always talking is Kirk Carr. Kirk do be talking. Kirk do be talking. And he be so juice. You know who never talks? Who? Fred. Fred is the king of the nasal. <laughs> he be killing it, but it be hot though. You know what I'm saying? It's talking in his nasals. You know what I'm saying? I I'm just saying, Fred got he got the nasal on lock. It's locked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going to be in a lot of trouble no, with the, with the commission fans. I'm you know. just telling you right now. Oh, they got now. back together. Did you, you hear about that? I know that. That's what I'm saying. You're going to be in trouble with a lot of the commission fans. Shout out to commission. Let's do a record. I'll talk y'all through it. I'm, I'm, ready, <laughs> I'm about ready to fight him right now for y'all. I promise y'all. Hey, the, the crazy part about it is he's like, I'm Michael Bivens from New Edition. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll talk y'all through the record. What, is, what does Mike Bivens do? He's just a talker. He don't do nothing in the group. He's still paid. He, 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 he danced shot, a little bit. He danced a little shot, bit. You know what I'm saying? Can you stand the right? <laughs> Come on. Can you stand the right? <laughs> I'm dying down inside. Commission, yo, that commission. Running back to you. That's why I talk. See, he's laughing. That's why I talk. He just, started he just started laughing in my face. He's like, brother, what was that? <laughs> he couldn't even hold it. He didn't hold it. Like, all right. All right. <laughs> All right, so we're going back to interview. Right. So, so with the interview, right? Ridiculous. So, what was the first evidence that you knew that God was calling you to preach? That He was calling me to preach. I would hear it inside of myself, and I would hear. I still don't think I'm a preacher. Like, that's that's like when I think about preachers, I think about Martin Luther King, E. V. Hill. You know what I'm saying? Bishop Mason. I think of G. Patterson. T. I don't think I'm a preacher like that. I think my gift is to revelate the word of God and the combination of teaching and preaching together. Mm. So when I realized that that was in me, that was when um, they say if it's in you, it's going to come out no matter where. Right. So I remember T.D. Jakes talking about about him like preaching to the rocks and the trees. And that's what, so that's what I used to do. I was like, go down the block <laughs> and I would revelate to, to the plants and everything <laughs> and begin to talk to them and have these discussions, right? And I, because I didn't figure nobody else wanted to hear it, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, but it was weird that there is somebody who God has ordained to hear your voice. My sheep know my voice, and the stranger they will not follow. But just he just give me all the strange sheep. Right. <laughs> they won't follow the stranger, but I get the strange sheep. Well, you, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm, just, I'm playing, y'all. Don't let they go come. Oh. Pastor, we not strange, Pastor. We, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, y'all not. Well, you know, one thing I could say is some, God picks not the people that look the look man. that come from the polish come on, that man. come from you know how we pick these politicians vote for Calhoun for Congress um, how is. we pick how we pick for these politicians we sh it shouldn't be the same way how God picks preachers right. because right. the same way God picks preachers he he picks somebody that he see that will go do it not the background, Correct. not the attitude right. then, because, you know, most of the time when we, when we was sick and sin, you know, like what the old folks used to say, oh, you you just sin sick, sin that's sin. your problem. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of people stop fooling with you. 
because they like I ain't got no time for that. He that boy crazy, that girl crazy. They going they going through their thing. Leave them alone. You know we gonna pray for them over there. Right. right. But God was like, Nah, I'm not done with you. It's all no. part of the process. You know, yeah. I, I want you to see. Because he looks at the heart. There you go. Because God saw, he picks, he picks, God saw he picks you in all of your, and, and the thing I think is deep is that God sees you in all your mess and right. still loves you. That's right. why that song, Beyond he's got that. the best of me. Like, that song got me when it came up. Cause I was like, it's true because it when I was ugly, mean, treating people bad, cussing people out, doing all that, God was like, I still love you. Wow. I'm not done with you. I'm not giving up on you. And that's the attitude we should be with each other. Correct. It's you, the love of God. I tell people all the time, the text like many are called, but few are chosen. And it's the difference between called, chosen, and picked, right? And we don't ever preach about that. We talk about calling and chosen. But everybody call like, there's a call to go out to everybody. Mm -hmm. But what's the difference between the call and the chosen? Well, Lord, you're going to show me the difference is that the chosen actually do what they was called for. Mm. <laughs> That's the difference. The difference between they the call and the chosen, they, they execute. Right. Everybody's going to get the call, but the chosen seem to say, you know what, God, I heard you. No matter my proclivity, my weakness, my fears, my past, present, or future, I'm going to go ahead and get this done. Right. And then the deeper than that, why he said not just call chosen, he said then there's the pick. I said, well, God, what's the pick? And the pick is the one, Satan comes to God and says, no, Jesus comes to Peter and says, Satan desires to sift you. Mm -hmm. So out of all the, all the disciples, Satan picks Peter because Satan sees in Peter before Peter could even see himself. Mm. And so the reason why my church is called poor is because I realize that a lot of people believe in God, but you don't really believe in you. Mm. So it stands for the power of you revelated. Does you no good to believe in God and never access believing the power that he put inside of you. And so once you create that, then you become not just called chosen, getting power to execute. And now as you light that light, the enemy like, I got to take him. And now you pick. Now you're on the radar. And it's on the cracking. On the cracking. And you, you, I think you said something that was very... I, I want to say, I want somebody to really pay attention to what you said. You said, a lot of people don't know themselves. Wow. So think about that. <clears throat> a lot of people are scared to do their gift because they don't believe that nobody, like you said, you said it yourself. You was preaching to the rocks and the plants. I was cracking up. But it's deeper on that side because there's a lot of people that feel that way. Yes. Like, if yes. I go out in front, I'm going to be judged. They're going to talk about me. They're going to say, boy, go sit down somewhere. Right. Or if I sing, people are going to be like, ain't nobody trying to hear you. You know, if and, and the main thing that the devil is making you insecure about is your gift. Wow. Yeah. Because you got to think about it. He don't make you insecure on some stuff that he know ain't got no power in the first place. Absolutely. He make you insecure about, oh, you got this word. There ain't nobody about to listen to that. Listen to that yeah. Oh, you you oh, you oh want to sing? Ain't nobody about to listen to on, you on, sing. Come Hello, on, somebody. Come on, come so on. It, it, it's, it's powerful when you look at how the devil's strategy. Because if you know the devil's strategy, you can start knowing how to redirect. A lot of times we just don't pay attention. That's it. Because when, t when you're going through a storm, and he's attacking a certain area, that means you should go hard in that area. Right. Because that's where there's going to be some deliverance, right. some blessings, some favor. There's going to be a whole lot of transformation to the next level because on, you got to think about it. Yes. You got to be uncomfortable to grow. Hmm. Right? Think right. about it. A plant got to have a whole bunch hurts. of dirt and yes. pressure and, and stuff on it. it a plant got to be uncomfortable to grow out of that stuff right. to be able to shine, right? right. So it, it's, it's deep what you said. I think a lot of people, you know, this is my preacher mind going because I, I hear things and they go, <laughs> but still, it, it's deep on a whole nother level because once you realize you, come on, because 
not what people told you you are, not what people expect you to be, but once you know who are you, and and I'm going to go deeper on that, without the titles, and I ain't talking about just church titles, who are you without being a dad? Who are you without being a husband? Who are you without being a wife? Who are you without being a brother, a son? Without those titles, because a lot of times we confuse our identity with the servitudes of the titles that we have. All the different hats that you got to wear. Exactly. But you really have but to know who when you, you know are who and who you are. You are. And whose you are. Go ahead, Shantae. See, I need you when I be at the church. <laughs> Amen. You can realize how powerful yep. you really are. Yep. Because a lot of times we give up our power and we just say we can't do it. But you really have power. And the devil will never hold back anybody he's not scared of. Right. If he wasn't scared of you, he he would leave he you alone. Yeah, he <laughs> He'd be cool. You'd be like, he man, I had a guy. You. you know, I hear this all the time where people be like, well, I don't go to church and uh, I don't uh, I don't really have no issues. I was like, because you ain't a threat. Right. When you are a threat to the kingdom, you got all kind of problems. Because you got to think about it. The devil wants <laughs> to go after the people that's going to change lives mm-hmm. and make sure that everything that you do is shown to be of a shame. Correct. He's going to try to shame you in a way where he'd be like, so no matter what you say, you know, he's a great preacher. Right. But, you know, because we, it, oh my Lord, we, we learn how to, we love to tear somebody and throw people yeah, under the bus yeah, because as soon as you hear somebody didn't been a adulterer, a liar, been to Correct. jail, did this, no matter what good word come out of their mouth, they already convicted. Correct. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that. The, the good thing about a gift, right, is that if you study the scripture, right, he said, behold, he knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Right. Right. So the gift is forgiven. I gave it to you before you got here. Mm-hmm. Missed it. The gift is for, it was given to you a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So no matter what you do, where there's, there's already a grace there. The Bible says I give grace according to the measure of the gift, mm-hmm. right? So what people understand is that while we're all under the same salvation, we're not all under the same grace mm-hmm. because the grace is given according to the measure of the gift. Mm-hmm. That's why he said in comparing yourselves with yourself, you do so unwisely. It's not wise to do that. And what we don't understand is that ultimately this is about relationship. Mm-hmm. And so God knows what to do to deepen his relationship with you. You were speaking about discomfort, but how would you ever embrace the comforter if he never put you in situations that was uncomfortable? Right. I so would that never you need comfort. Uh, come on. I would become a behavioralist. Mm-hmm. I would change my behavior, but I would never fall deeper into relationship if the Lord didn't allow some discomfort and me to have to pull on the comforter. Mm. And that's why we don't really realize that a lot of what God is doing, you see in people's lives, it's just to deepen their relationship with him. And that's right. why I gotta stay out of it. But in church, we got so many junior Holy Ghosts. Oh, I see you, though. Nah, my job as a preacher is to drop off the mail, drop off the package, and the Bible says it's he that sanctifies. So now it's between you and God how you're going to let every man work out his own soul salvation. He gives the increase. That's it, with fear and trembling. Well, you know, for all people of teachers, preachers, and ministers that's ever been through this, we've all had the moments where we overstepped our boundaries. And got whoopings because we didn't have... The people that we were ministering to or teaching to make room for God, they made room for us. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. And they depended on us. Correct. Right? Correct. You know, when instead of letting somebody go through the storm, you was always in the way. Wow. To take the the whooping in the storm too. Correct. You you always redirected them to you, but never redirected them to the answer. Well, why is that? Mm. We learn is because in psychology they say you're developed in three levels. 
You have your id, your ego, and your super ego. Id being your basic needs that you need, food, water, shelter. Ego is the drive for those things, and the super ego that controls the drive for those things. So what most of us, what we do in ministry is really about our ego. Mm -hmm. I pray for you out of ego, out of ego, because it makes me feel better to, to, to feel that I did this for you or that I could pray for you, et cetera, et cetera. It really all goes back to self. Right. So the dying to self is way deeper than just not the flesh and this and the other. It's the, it's the Luciferian spirit. So what you realize is that real spiritual warfare, going back to what you was talking about, is really not fighting the devil. Right. It's not what's going on. I taught the church on Sunday. The Bible says there was war in heaven, right? And the Lucifer and the third of the angels was cast down. So old theology would teach you that there was a battle between Lucifer and God. But the scripture doesn't say that. The Bible says there was war in the heavens. The heavens represent the atmosphere of God. So God's atmosphere was disrupted. So the real battle wasn't between God and Lucifer because Hebrews chapter 1 tells you which one of these angels had the Lord ever called son that he raised and called all the angels to worship. What Hebrews 1 chapter 7 says. So we know the enemy is an inferior being. The real battle that's going on in the heavenlies is with God within himself because now he has to restrain himself from totally annihilating our enemy. Mm -hmm. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The Bible says the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. One snap from God, and the enemy is over. Mm -hmm. So now the battle within God is what do I do with him? Do I trap him in time? Do I take him out now? You understand what I'm saying? Right. There's mm -hmm. no fight between him and the enemy. It, does, it don't work like that. Mm -hmm. So the real warfare of the believer is not with the devil. It's with the self. Mm -hmm. Submit to God. Mm -hmm. Resist the devil. Yeah, I, I'll flee. never resist the devil if I don't first submit to God. Right. right. So the real warfare is going on like God had warfare is inside of the self. Right. And when I conquer the self with the power of the Holy Ghost, that's why we call it the power of you relevant. Now to him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think according to the power that worketh within you. That's it. That's where it is. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Bars. <laughs> we can say that. All, we, all we I needed to do was beatbox real quick if we would have had it, right? That that could have been a, that could have been a whole rap. Because if you look at who's, who's the boy who be he his whole verse is just scripture. Man, what is it? Is it is it Todd Delaney, or is it Johnny McReynolds? That one of them when you hear his songs, huh. it is scripture. That's right. It's not It's not. Him. It's not just like. You know, I'm making up my words and add a little. He is speaking scripture Period. right to right you in a form of song. That's right. it. That's beautiful. That's why I said it was bars. You yeah. said you want to talk like Michael that Bivens. And you got the beautiful. Michael Bivens jacket on when he took over Boys to Me. ABC, BBD, <laughs> the East Coast family. Hey, Mike Bivens was my favorite dude in the, in, in the situation, too, in the new edition. And he used to always have his brushes. You know, that's why I learned 100, 100 on top, 100 side to get you wavy. I learned that from Mike Bivens. <laughs> I never was Shout able out to Bivens. I've never was able to attain that. I I just do I usually. I usually do. The, I learned some things too. You know, <laughs> you know, you know. Before the politics, you know, I looked like Suge Knight. You know, okay, okay, it's okay. called a beard and bald. Okay, you know, it was you. it was easy. Doug you know, because I, I rather I rather be bald than looking like Uncle Phil. But that's a whole different story. I understand. I understand. So yeah, other than that, Biv was the first puff. They don't give Bivens props. Let's give two minutes. Shout out to Michael Bivens. The first Puff, he was the first. Remember, he had Boys the Men, he had ABC. Before Puff was doing that, was Ben. Shout out to Ben, man. Yeah, <laughs> is it true? Ben don't get the he don't get the mogul props that that Puff and them do. You right? You know what I'm saying? Well, he's the one that still got money. Amen. So, 
with Boom. that being <laughs> that he, clue bomb, right? Hey, there. hey, because I'm gonna just can't say have like a that. Testimony you, you, without the test, huh? You, you can't, you can't, you don't have to say nothing if your life match up with, with, with like it, it speaks part. for itself. It you know? In the movie, you see him when he was like a 23, 24 year old kid, and when he went to go get his publishing, his rights, start the second record label. So, I mean, amazing. So, this is when God put something like you said that was a gift. He had a gift for business and administration. Right, it's amazing. Nobody could take that away from him. You know, but the problem I think with church now is we've come to worship gifts, and that's 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 the problem. And uh, as long as somebody is gifted, um, no matter what their lifestyle is, their sexual preference, this that, whatever, whatever, we give them a slot. And gifts don't really mean nothing. God is about relationship. And we got to get the church back to relationship. We got to form the cross. How I did with you horizontally, and how I did with God vertically. Not just your gift. I agree. Amen. I agree to that fully because we have to get to a point of understanding that. Is bigger than me. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't put on a mission to touch people that I've never met just because I want to worry about myself. I did it to be selfishly out there to help others to be able to get a way that I never saw because my biggest quote, and I said it in my speech, y'all, vote for Calhoun. Anyway, <laughs> plug in. <laughs> if you don't, if you do not see the change, be the change. Yeah. Because that's the number one thing. If you know, if it, it never made sense to me. And I, even as a kid, it never made sense to me. If you saw your mama get beat, how do you become an abuser for your own wife? If you saw drugs in your, in, in your childhood, why would you bring it into your household? If you saw how something was living and you didn't like it yourself, mm -hmm. why would you keep doing it? I'm going to tell you why. why. The Bible says the curses come to the third and fourth generation. The reason why people perpetuate those behaviors is because it's spiritual. Mm. And until you have an encounter with the Holy Ghost, you can hate it all you want to. I'll never be that. I want daddy smoke crack. Da, 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 da. But because there's a legal right for that demonic entity to enter that family bloodline, if you don't have the legality, the Bible says that the law of the liberty of Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. If you don't have it, battle that with the higher court, with the higher legality, that thing is going to come visit your house. It may not manifest at the same depth and dimension as before, but it's coming to see you. My dad told me, I wrote a book called Can a Woman Raise a Man? And in that book, I was very angry with my father. Hated my dad. <laughs> because he beat my mother. That's all kind of crazy stuff. He's a pastor and preacher now, so we talk openly about this. He's a bishop in, in East Baltimore. But I, I'll never be like you. The more I held the anger more I slowly became just like him. Mm. I was putting cocaine in my nose, doing all this, becoming an addict, all this, whatever, all the things, the trappings was there. And I said I would never do it. It's because my spirit was afflicted. It was the trauma trap. Mm. See, most black folks are falling. We're not just in pain, but when you add the 400 years of slavery we've been through, Jim Crow laws, the black codes, whatever, prolonged pain is called trauma. And the average black person, whether we want to believe it or not, is traumatized. Mm -hmm. And trauma stays in your cells. And it's transferred from generation to generation to generation. And this is why the Messiah, Yahshua HaMashiach, comes to deliver our DNA, our bloodline, mm -hmm. because of the trauma that was trapped in us. So he becomes traumatized at Calvary. They beat him, split his back open. He took trauma for you. And there could be a transfer. He takes your trauma. The Spirit allows you to come into hope, health, and healing. So the only way to answer your question that those can be perpetuated after you've seen it manifest. I seen my uncle drink himself to death. I seen, you know, my aunt do crack. And how do you end up in the same situation? Mm. Well, that spirit, that demonic principality and power has legal right until you break it with the unction and the power of the Holy Ghost and the confession of Jesus Christ. Bam. Another time to say. One more time. Bars. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, one thing I wanted to say, I definitely have to ask this. So, um, tell us about your church. Where's your church? Sure. Um, how you? Because I always tell my story. People laugh at me because I always have my story about my hundred dollars and the full tank gas of how I st- I came out here and started a church. Wow. Um, and and <laughs> people still to this day that know me closely be laughing. They be like, here you go with that hundred dollars and the full testimony. tank gas. It's your testimony. <laughs> the most powerful weapon against the devil is not running around a church slapping oil on people. He said you overcome. By the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. Mm -hmm. That's why I hate a lot of churches have removed testimony service. And old people knew what they was doing. Mm -hmm. You want to back that devil up, you back him up with a recent experience. Mm -hmm. I just told the church that the just shall live by faith. Faith. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. That means belief is my neighborhood. I live by it. Mm -hmm. I live by the previous manifestation of what God has done inside of my, this is my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Because I was teaching them, watch this. The Bible says that when an evil spirit comes out of a man. Right? He comes to Las Vegas. <laughs> he say he looks for a dry place. Mm-hmm. And when he finds no rest, what does he do? He go back to that house with what? Seven other spirits to occupy. Mm-hmm. But if you're living by faith, the neighborhood is closed off. Now I got another believer and another believer, and we got a community of faith, and you got to get out. Right. We got to kick the hell out. You got to go in the name of Jesus. Right. So it's important that we realize to understand that just should live by faith. Faith becomes our community, our neighborhood that keeps the demonic and darkness out. Jesus' name. I'm sorry. Y'all getting me going up here. And it's a Wednesday. I got to get the preacher turning my preacher on in the name of Jesus. And he got bars. And, and again, bars. So, um, where is your church located? Right here. We is the church. <laughs> my mom would kill me. Is, boy. We are. Let's know. Uh, we, the physical building um, is located at 4795 Sand Hill Drive. That's at Tropicana and Sand Hill. So we're on the east side of church. We, we on a, you know, it's a, like a thousand churches on the west side. So I wanted to go, <laughs> to go over here because we didn't want to game bang with them. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I said it. I said it. Yeah, I said it. I said it. We didn't want game bang. We didn't want game bang with y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in the name of Jesus. So we, <laughs> Jay, what up? <laughs> we way on the east side of town, man. Tropicana and Sand Hill. I'm, I'm, I, I had to get away from the Christian Crips, man. Because we the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Pray for me right now. Amen. Pray for me right now. Pray for him, please, in the name of Jesus. Right touching he said the Christian Crips. Oh, God. Um, amen. <laughs> They'll bang on you, man. Watch. They banged on Jesus, man. That's who was banging on Jesus. You know what I'm saying? They brought rocks to stomach. Banging, man. This banging been going up for a long time. <laughs> banging, cuz. <laughs> All right. So, he been on the West Coast too long. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> so, um, what was the thing that showed you the confirmation of, I'm going to start a church? Um, I think it was one, it was his destiny. It was purpose. But number two, I had just did Bishop Blake's church. I, a lot of people may know it, don't know. I write plays and books. So my book turned into a play. The play started traveling. We did like five states. We did Memphis. I told you we did Black Broadway in D.C. I mean, God bless it. So we come back to the West Coast and we do West Angeles, right? I'm like, I'm the next Tyler Perry. I'm gone. Like, you know what I'm saying? We at West Angeles. Like, it's, it's a rap, right? And God said, yeah, it is a rap. You're not going to do any more of this. <laughs> no more plays. No more. They shut the entire thing down. All of the bookings stopped. Man, I had bookings coming in from everywhere, and it just stopped. And I was like, God, what's going on? He said, it's time, man. You're running out of time. Are you late? And so um, I shut myself in for about 90 days. And so on Father's Day of last year, we opened up what's called the poor experience. He said that people don't understand that I am a continuum of revelation. If you really read Genesis 
to um, Revelation. That's what God is doing, is revealing himself to his people. Exodus chapter 6, he said that I reveal myself to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob by this name. He said, but Moses, I'm about to show you another name. I'm a continuum of revelation because revelation is power. The other word to translate for vision is literally open revelation. Without a vision, without an open revelation, the people perish. You can have dreams all you want to. And as we approach Black History Month, this is what I've been telling people. Martin had a dream, but the dream is for the individual. And you never, and when you go to work every day, nine to five, and never access what God put on you, you're helping somebody else fulfill their, their dream, dream, right? Mm -hmm. He said, but without a vision, the people, people perish. perish. So when we get a collective vision, when the body of Christ says, okay, you might be Baptist, I'm Pentecostal, but the vision is to see the community change. We all come together. Right. But as long as we got a dream, it's not going to work. So God said, look, I want you to stop trying to fulfill your Tyler Perry dreams and come back and understand that you have a vision, and I have a vision for you and for these people. So we opened up on Father's Day. Uh, which was significant to me, which symbolized covering. I believe in this is a strong statement, and it's a spiritual statement. There's a strong bastard spirit uh, in Las Vegas. All you got to do is look at the 17,000 runaway teens who are uncovered without homes and the church dysfunction that's here. It's a lot of ministries that are just not covered, not sent out properly, etc., etc. So we opened up on Father's Day symbolizing the covering and the grace of God that is with us. And, um, We've been blessed. We haven't found a building to hold us. So we're in our third facility now, and God is really blessing. We are now taking over that facility. It's called the Poor Center. We come out of the scripture of Isaiah 43. He says that until the spirit is poured on, on our high in the desert, Las Vegas uh, becomes a forest, and the forest a lush field, and that's where we took the scripture from. And the way I started it, right, I dared God. I said, God, if you really want me to start a church, give me the name of a church that's not in Google. Right now, you gotta <laughs> understand that Google. People don't understand, but you know what Google means. It, Google is is the highest number in mathematics, so it stands for a Googleplex. That's what it stands for. So everything is in Google. Once you put in there, it's locked into the search engine. I said, I dare you to give me the name of a church or ministry that's not in Google. Right. So you, I put in P O U R ministry. So there was an outpour. There was this, that, and there was nothing that said pour. And he said it stands for the power of you revelating. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters will prophesy. So, yeah, so it's crazy. So once I seen that, I was like, that's, that's really my son. And the Lord been with us ever since. we got a phenomenal thing. Uh, it's old people, young people. The Bible says every wise scribe holds in his treasury both something old and something new. We're bringing the two together. So you might hear me rap on a Sunday and then like you just heard, we're going to a hymn and then we'll sing the blood and then we're doing a foot washing. Like, a, you know, whatever the scriptures say, do that's what we're going to do. It's Amen. Not. Power you revelated, P O U R, empty field, overflow. It's crazy. I, I, I don't like that word, crazy. It's amazing to think about when you when you hear other people's testimony and know that you've done something similar. <laughs> and so, with Anointed Radio, when I was a bus driver and I found the revelation that when you play gospel music on a, bu a school bus, so shout outs to everybody that's a bus driver, start playing Anointed Radio, I'm about to give you the game. So when you start playing gospel on a, the school bus, all the kids calm down. They do homework. Come they chilling. They not fighting. They not yelling. The and and the whole atmosphere is they like, oh, this is church in here. Because, you know, your bus is your sanctuary. Oh. And you planting seeds, right? Well, here it is. So I used to do that. And I'm like, man, ain't no radio station Monday through Friday to, oh, I could play gospel music and calm these kids down. Because I'm tired of putting my little iPad to keep sliding <laughs> left and right every time I hit a hit one of them turns right, right quick. I was yeah. like, I wish I could just turn the radio station. And I was, and I was like, God, I wish there was a station out here. And he said, then make it. Wow. And I was like, nah, I'm cool. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I, I, I let it go. And I, wow. I went home and, and I saw 
uh, an ad saying, oh, looking for new shows. I said, okay, God, uh, what name would I call? And I, I said, well, give me a name. I put Anointed Radio on because I was promoting my, my kind of halfway single of a cover called uh, Anointing Follow Me. Wow. And I was like, well, I'm going to put Anointed Radio because I'm singing that song and I'm going to put radio on the back of it and make it official. Wow. Boom, it's real. I put it in there, it was nowhere. And I was like, wow, I know it's like, this gotta be God. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then everything just moved and it flowed. When you know it's of God, it's going to flow Amen. Yep. because yes. he's going to give you everything that you need. Yes. He yes. will provide the need that you, that you, that you require to be able to get to where you need to go. He and he makes more provision for the vision. What you don't need. Luke chapter 10 says, he says, go, right? I'm sending you, but don't take a purse. Don't take a bag. Don't take anything. So you know you're really going when it's just you and you've been stripped. So when you started anointing radio, it wasn't nobody there but you. He took away everything. He tells the disciples to go, but don't take nothing. Right. Because I'm going to show you that I'm the provision for the vision. So one of the signs is that the weird resources show up, but then he strips you of everything before you go. He takes away everything. The Bible says he literally, he, he became uh, a sin for us that we might become the So he takes off his glory and he takes off it to come here. So when God is sending you a lot of times the first um, announcement and confirmation that you're being sent is, is the removal process. Man, that removal process is deep. I, I, it's some, and, and it's how can I say it? It was a lonely process starting. Come on. Because you sit there and be like, man, I didn't help people. I'd start something. Why they can't help me? Right. They can't even give me a dollar. You know, give me a dollar or something. Right. You know, and then and then I I met a bishop and I was sitting there and I was talking to him. He said, "Son, you know why you're not having nobody around you? Because if you built off somebody, then people will say you only made it because of them. Mm -hmm. But if you are built off God, then people will know that God was your provider for everything. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody could take that away compared nope. to your friends and and these people that's coming." support you because if God is the source of your strength Come on. which cometh your you know you're speaking to yourself right I know yeah. you know you're speaking to yourself yeah, I know. can I share something with you yes do we have that kind of platform I'm thinking about you running for this particular race so I'm praying while you're talking like God who is this guy like tell me this or whatever, whatever so he said anointed radio the difference between David and all his brothers is that he was anointed mm -hmm. they was all brothers they all had the same bloodline everything else but there was anointing that fellow Mm -hmm. The Lord wants you to know tonight to, uh, to access and to use your anointing. That he gave you this radio to lift up your voice and use this even as David, you lifted up the rock and the slingshot. Mm. Get on this radio and proclaim who and what you are, what your platform is. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy to do it. And draw all of us parochial people, all of us church people to you, to the platform. This is your rock and your slingshot for it has been anointed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I received that. Amen. 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 That was deep. Go ahead then. I'm sorry. Bars. Man. That's every time. Don't let me come to your church. He's gonna kick me out. Bars. Every time he say something, I'm gonna be like that mother. You know that mother that she don't know what you said. She be like, say it, Pastor. I didn't say nothing. Be quiet. Okay. Well, you know my church, John, so they be in there talking about that's what's up, right? They be telling, they be screaming out, poor, poor. And then sometimes we just say, Oh God. Everybody say, Oh God. The whole church be like, Oh God, oh God. <laughs> it be wild in there, man. It'd be crazy, man. I'm gonna come in there and start a trend. Crazy. I'm gonna be like, Bars. <laughs> They'll copy it. They'll do that. <laughs> 
So what's your future projects that you have coming up? Man, right now I feel like, I don't want to say overloaded, but it's like um, amazing. So I think I believe um, when the Lord called me, that he called me not just to the church, but to the culture. Right, so one thing I learned in youth ministry and everything else, you could preach, you could you could pour water on them, oil, or lay hands, they scream, cry, kick. But when they leave your church and your youth ministry, they're going back into a negative and a demonic culture. Mm. And so one of the things that, that the kingdom of heaven got to do, and us as believers, we got to start assaulting the culture, just like they have assaulted our culture. So um, I have two new plays coming up. One is called After Sex, and I'm really, really excited about that we're going to do. It's just, it's weird. It's just two people laying in the bed after they had intercourse, but... It's not just them talking. It's everybody they slept with is coming in behind us. It's bananas. You got to see the play. Oh, that's deep. It's heavy. It's bananas. Hey, hey, hey I watched that. That reminded me of that episode on One on One when I was a teenager. It made <laughs> oh, me he think. went back. He went back. He went back. With Flex Washington. When they, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Shout <laughs> out to Flex. You know Flex live here. He live I didn't here. know that. I need yeah. him on the show. So Flex Washington is the reason why. I was so scared to go out there and um, and be sexually active because wow. he had that episode on one on one where he said, "All right, so when you mess with this one person, this person messed with three three people over here." Exactly. You remember, and that screen just got big, exactly. and he just messed with one person, exactly. and then not realizing exactly. it was like expanding, and I was like, "Imagine that spiritually, right? Right? And I because just, ahead, one thing." Because you, you brought a memory back. <laughs> come on, come on. My youth pastor said something that was deep because it kind of added on that. Because he said every time that you have sexual intercourse, somebody takes a piece from you. A piece of your spirit goes with them. And a mannerism actually follows based off of y'all having intercourse because Absolutely. it's supposed to be with your wife. And y'all supposed to become one. Right. And that's not for you to go give a piece of you over here and a piece of you over there and then wonder why. Because if one if you never knew, if, if you was ever a virgin and you, you had your first piece and you always was like, oh, I love them. No, you didn't love them. You gave them a piece of you. Right. And you got something in return. And then next you know it, you start having mannerisms that you never had Happy before. Oh, come on, preacher. Because I remember I was, I was in high school and I was dating this girl and I did not have a cussing issue because I was like, I didn't cuss. I thought it was beneath me. I'm not going to lie. I was raised around a lot of Africans and it was beneath me. Okay. And so it was, a, I, I, I didn't have that cussing issue. Wow. You know, I was like, I can use my words to make you feel horrible about yourself. So when I started dealing with this certain situation and when we became intimate, I was cussing more than her. Wow. And it, it opens up a door, like a Pandora's box, where a lot of times you don't realize that you're opening yourself yes. to somebody yes. that you're not even equally yoked with. Right. And that is not the spouse that you're coming before God with right. so that you can actually be grounded. Absolutely. Because a lot of times people be wondering, why does marriages, you know, God gave me this revelation and it was deep. All right. Why do you think a lot of marriages fail? It's because this, they already are starting to separate as one. You lose your intimacy, you lose your communication. Mm -hmm. All you need is one more spark and it's over. Right. When you're intimate, it was made for you to come together, to right. be able to show a passion. It was it's more spiritually than when you think of the physical, because the physical it ain't, it ain't that you know, I'm gonna throw that out there. It ain't that long. So just throw that out there. If you look at the spiritual of how you feel. Come on. Right. Come on. And because I remember that's the real connection. That's the connection that you get because you start even being like, man, I, let me change my ways a little bit. Right. And it is deeper than that. And then when people go out and they're trying to find it somewhere else mm -hmm. and they wonder why they can't fill the void is because you're not putting the right person, person. in that void. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, that that was what I was thinking about when I was thinking about all these divorces. And shout out again to Flex. I want to meet Shanice. Yeah, <laughs> they are a great example. They're a Hollywood couple of of making it through. What you're yeah. saying is so powerful. I just learned from a medicinal and a medical standpoint, anatomical standpoint. And I know we're on radio, so I'll be as coy as I can with these words. But when a man and woman are intimate and there's a release by the man, there was a thought that those um, sperms died. But it's not It's not true mm-hmm. because the fluid keeps them alive. So what they actually do is once he releases in her, they actually swim up her spinal cord, right, and attach to her. Mm. And the way they found this out was they opened up older women, cadavers, mm-hmm. and they found sperm behind the ear. And they found sperm of different men behind the spinal cord. So all the men that she had slept with, their sperm had attached to them. So they had all left wow. and attached to her. It's that deep. It's that deep. They just found this out scientifically. Wow. Yeah. So we, I talk. I got a new book called After Sex and the Play to Go. I'm dealing with all of that. And I got another book dealing with what you talk about called Husband Guaranteed. God showed me there is a formula, right? When the Noah called that all the animals on the ark, they went in two by two. Mm-hmm. So you had to have a male and a female. Right. You couldn't put a, a, a donkey with a giraffe. You know what I mean? And this is what happens a lot of times in our relationships. So what the Lord showed me, the key That's to it true. is you got to find someone that has the same face, which is the same species as you, right? Because a lion will eat a lamb. You can't put those two together because they... Hello. They oppose. So I got to find the same face. We got to be going to the same place. Mm-hmm. We got to be moving at the same pace. And we have to have a supernatural divine grace. Mm-hmm. And that's how everybody was able to enter to the ark and become safe in what they were doing. So that's a, that's husband guaranteed. If you look for that after sex and husband guaranteed. Plug I in the books. I, I, Plug I, in them. I, I, I need tickets. I'm throwing that out. Yes. I, I'm, yes. Look, it's my I'm, new actress, my new star right here. I'm, I'm throwing that. I need tickets. You need tickets? I need tickets. You got it. You media. You good. Yeah, and I, I got tickets for you for the Play Awards. That's that's the big shit. Oh, okay, I got magazine. you. Yeah, that's the magazine. We didn't even get there yet. But we, yeah. we going there now. Okay. Magazine, Play Awards, go ahead. Um, Play Awards 2020, we are the only um, African-American national theater platform that is on the Las Vegas Strip. All the other ones, Stellar Awards, um, Soul Train, they're actually at the Orleans because that's a big statement. They don't like to have urban or black entertainment on the Strip. We bypassed that. It's the second time I've done it. I'm the first African-American playwright to ever have a black cast and write a black play and be on the Strip with a residency. We're there for almost eight weeks um, on the Las Vegas Strip. So now we've come back. I have Play Magazine, which brings all of the urban theater community together. Incredible platform. We own it, we distribute it, we market it, and we put together this platform where we honor the best and the brightest of urban theater. And to me, the gospel song and the gospel stage and the black play, the urban play, have always been married together. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we've done. We're right after the Stella Awards. They're Friday. Uh, we kick off Saturday and the actual award shows on Sunday. It's going to be at the Plaza Hotel. Everybody's invited. You can find tickets at Eventbrite or find more information at playmagazine.media. Bam. Bars. Like, again, like, that's your, that's your theme. It should be like <laughs> Bars. I'll be, trying to, I'll be trying to spit that thing, man. Spit that thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, um, man, I could talk to you all day. So, but we have to be time conscious. Hey. So, with that being said, um, what would you leave with the people? What would I leave with the people? What did Jesus leave with the people? Go. He said, go ye into all the world. Man, whatever you got to do in 2020, go. Get it done. Get this. We, we say in my church, let's get this work. And uh, in the street, one lady said, well, Pastor, we don't like that. That reminds me when I was in the street. But the Bible says, I must work. While it is day. So we got to be busy about what God is doing. If you don't know how to do it, go. If you're not sure how to do it, go. One thing about successful people, I read a book. They said that they fail often and they fail early. 
It's very important. Like, it's okay. Fall down and get up. There's a grace for you, but you got to go. In 2020, everybody's talking about how 2020 means clear vision, but that's it's deeper than that. Right. 2020 actually means a perfect pair. 20 and 20. Everything balanced. Everything in order. Everything coming together supernaturally. Amen. And watch God begin. Amen. You're right where you need to be. God is with you. So I would say go. And if you're looking for a great place to go, come see us at 4795 Sand Hill Drive. At 12 o'clock, doors open at 11, and it's an amazing, we don't call it church, it's the poor experience, where if you're empty, God can fill you, and you can absolutely overflow. We'd love to have you. Amen. With that being said, I would like to just thank you for coming onto our platform here at Anointed Radio, and like I've told everybody that's been here, now you've been on here, you can't get rid of us. Hey, so with that hey. being said, you know, if you're having any type of event, if you having, you know, you get, get you know, Reverend Fred to come and take do some announcements I for you. It. I love it. And, you I know, anything it. that you're doing on the serious side, we'll definitely like to promote it because we believe that when everybody unites, change happens. Mm -hmm. And we have to come together to make the change. Because unity brings change. Come on. So if we could come together, we can actually come do some great things and show that it's not the choice, the the chosen pockets. We we supporting all everybody. of everybody, and we helping everybody because the only way that th these other cities that you see where the the, the gospel presence got so big. Strong, yeah. Is because they Unity. came together. Yes. Yes. How do you think Black Wall Street ever happened? It wasn't because they said, I got a, sh a shop, you got a bank, and you got a hair salon. They said, well, we're going to come together Correct. to be able to build this. Correct. Us as Christians, we got to come together, and I honestly stand on it. Our mission statement here at Anointed Radio is Unity Brings Change. So letting you know that we thank you. We're here to Appreciate help that. support you in any way that we can. And I saw your finger up, so no, you, I you had some. I just want to say real quick, you wouldn't believe it, but my church is at 12, right? You know where I go to church in the morning at 930? Hmm. I go to a Lutheran church to help break down the barriers. They had some white brothers, beautiful. Shout out to Community Lutheran right there. They're literally on the corner of us. Like, how they gonna be here and we don't go fellowship with them? Mm -hmm. So 9.30, my church goes over there, or at least my, my leadership team, and we go fellowship with them so that we can start That's breaking awesome. that barrier down. Amen. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's be the change, man. God got awesome things for you, I'm telling you. Amen. But you gotta remember who you are. Anointed radio, you are that David. You know what I'm saying? You could do, you could, you could do this thing. I know it don't look like it, but David took on Goliath. You know what I'm saying? One of the things that David did, I got to give you three things. I give you three things real Go quick. Ahead. Real quick. Because of the anointing that's on your life and with this election, and I know it seems insurmountable. I just want to speak because you, you always, with this radio, you're speaking to everybody else. I just want to speak something to you. You are David. This election is Goliath. But you can't win it with regular rules. You got to realize that David was a ghetto boy. Right? It's from the hood. Right? So you're going to win this election with hood rules. Hood rules say, like David, that you can pick up anything. Use everything that's in your hand to win this election. Use your voice. Use this radio. Use your influence from the church. When you're having a hood fight, you can pick anything goes. It don't matter. Pick up whatever God has put in your hand. Right? Amen. The other hood rule, watch this, is bomb first. A lot of times as Christians, we're so reactive as to what the enemy's doing this now, whatever. No, be proactive. Attack. The Bible says, and David charged the giant. He never waited for Goliath to come into his spirit. That's he true. went and got that thing. I'm talking to you, man of God. This your election. This your year. You can do it. 2020. It has to change. Right? Amen. And the last thing, watch this, you got to learn how to trash talk. Well, how do Christians trash talk? Well, every time you elevate your praise, to win this thing, you're going to have to go into a deeper pocket of praise and worship than you ever have in your life. But when you elevate praise and worship, it is literally trash talk to the enemy. And you got to realize what you're fighting for. David said, what do I get out of this? He wasn't just fighting for himself. And he yeah. knew that the destiny of Israel was on the line. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Our people need you in position. In the hood, we say neighborhoods. This for the neighborhood. This for everybody in there. Remember what you're fighting for. Watch God give you the sword of spirit and win. The Lord is with you. Amen. Amen. I received that. Amen. Amen. Bars again. <laughs> Instant bars. Instant noodle bars. Ramen. <laughs> That's the new one. Ramen. <laughs> ramen. ramen. Straight ramen Straight out ramen. there. Cooked it quick. Right. Cooked it quick. Um, Thank you, Sante, for inviting me. Awesome. We, we, we definitely Blessing. appreciate you. Yeah, we definitely gonna support the Play Awards. Make sure you go check him out. He need to update his Instagram because he ain't got nothing on there. So I just I speak. They run it for me. I don't. I gotta get them up to up to par. Yeah, they don't. They don't yeah, be on yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's a big thing. That's gotta big. get my IG popping. Yeah. You know yeah. this girl can sing. Like not saying she can sing. Oh yeah, that's how we met. Man. And that's why she's part of the team. Man. I, you got to have a good, wise counsel. Yes. Yes. So, yes. with that being said, yes. bars. Anyway. Ramen. <laughs> Ramen. <laughs> so, Cletus. All right. Um, and that's another show of Anointed Radio. Make sure you go follow us on Spotify, Apple Music. Um, Apple Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. And I want to leave with you today that God has something special for you. But you got to be ready to receive it. What does that mean? You can't receive anything with closed hands. Stop shutting yourself out from God stop holding back from God he sees you he wants to help you but you have to be willing and you have to be truthful with yourself on how you can make it through honestly you you could be fake with everybody but you can't be fake with God so it's time to be truthful it's time to let a man it's time for him to be able to come in your life and let you be able to to live because you've been existing but you have not been living and I, I, I speak that over your life I declare and decree that I, I, I declare and decree that today that you will trust God with all in everything that you're going through in Jesus name amen make sure you go follow us on LV Anointed Radio on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, you're probably watching this on the Facebook Live. Go watch all the interviews. Um, go to our podcast. Go listen to this. This will be on our podcast later on. So make sure you do that. Download the Anointed Radio app and much love. Shantae, you got something? No, I'm I'm so full off of the, just the fellowship and the camaraderie that we've shared on tonight and I'm just thanking God for connection, um, divine connection. I don't believe in coincidences or chances, but I believe that everything is a divine connection and an appointment by God. And I'm just looking forward to this new year of manifestation and first mention um, of being very careful um, what I say. Um, because the words are creator, there's life and death in the power of the tongue, and you could literally create the world in which you live by the words that you speak. And so I'm, I'm just looking forward to planting the seeds of my words, 
into myself, which is good ground. And I'm looking forward to the manifestation that will happen in 2020. Amen. Well, with that being said, see y'all on Sunday.